the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We came to be equipped with the perfect will of God. How many are ready to be equipped with the perfect will of God? God, what is your will for my life? God, what is your plans? What is your purpose for my life? I know that I was born for a purpose. I know that I was born for more than just this, right? We all have that as human beings in us. We know that there is more than just this. We know that there's so much more than just going going to work, than just getting a career, than just making babies. There's so much more. God, what is that more? What is your plan? What is your purpose? What is your purpose for my life? What is your purpose? What is your gifting? What is your calling? And we know his will by knowing his word. We over-spiritualize it, talk about God said, and God told me, and God told me this, and God told me that. If God's speaking to you, Sweetheart, let me tell you, it should sound like his word. It should align with his word. That's how we know what his will is. That's what we know what his voice sounds like. Sounds like his word. He's the shepherd. My sheep know my voice. We know his word, right? So we got to be equipped with the perfect will of God by renewing our mind to the word of God. This is our part. Our responsibility is to renew our mind, to renew our way of thinking. God's kingdom is his way of doing things. God's kingdom is opposite of our way of doing things. God's kingdom is opposite of the natural way of doing things, right? He says, give and it'll be given unto you. And we say, hoard and there'll be more. Hoard and hoard and hoard. And it's not how it works. We got to trust his kingdom. We got to trust his promises. Come on, we got to trust his word. And we got to, and it takes seed, time, and harvest. Come on, y'all ready to be equipped? Y'all ready to renew our mind, right? As long as we're here on this earth, we're going to be renewing our mind, renewing our mind to the word, renewing our mind to the kingdom of God, renewing our mind to the will of God, renewing our mind to the word of God, being transformed into the image of Christ, being transformed into the image of Christ. This is why our IMs are so important. Why? So we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We need to know that there is a different reality that we should be living in. We should be living in our new creation reality, right? We're We're too stuck on reality TV. We're stuck on reality thinking our Instagram life is our reality, our vacation life reality, our TikTok filter reality. No, we need a new creation reality to start seeing life through the eyes of Jesus. We're called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We need to renew our mind. We need to be conformed into the image of Christ, right? Being transformed. This is the goal to be transformed into the image of Christ. This This is our purpose here on this earth. 
You have a purpose. Your purpose is to be transformed into the image of Christ, walking as Jesus walked. What was he doing? He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was doing all. Come on. He was, he was healing. He was doing good. He was healing those who were oppressed by the devil. And instead, we are being a victim, oppressed by the devil, oppressed by the darkness, oppressed by everything that's going on, instead of taking dominion and power and authority like we were called to in Christ Jesus. So it's time for the church to wake up, rise up. Come on, be relentless. This is our year to be relentless. What do we need to be relentless in? Renewing our mind, renewing our mind, renewing our mind, being transformed into the image of Christ. Literally, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do in this moment? And we are all in molding, okay? None of us are perfect. And we have these moments, these moments where we like, ah, right? The storm is speaking loud. The waves are a crashing. But in that moment, we need to look to Jesus. We need to look to his word, look to his precious promises and be transformed and be conformed to the image of Christ, right? This is our purpose. Jesus died on the cross to restore us back to the image of God, back into the image of God. Come on, Genesis 1, 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Some of you got a hand on this. Some of you multiplying, right? One, two, three, four, amen. You're just doing the kingdom business, all right? Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every creepy thing. You know them creeps? There you go. You got your dominion over every creepy thing, living things that move on this earth. It is God's will to restore us back to his image, to his image image. Why do you think the world is bombarding you with images, with images so that you can be distracted, so you can be conformed to the images that you're seeing? Image, image, image. This is the first generation that has seen so many images, like thousands of images. I don't even know how many images in the... Imagine if we were that focused on God's word and the image of Christ, image of Christ, image of Christ, image of Christ, right? It's God's will for us to be restored back to his image and to be blessed, to prosper. How many are ready to be blessed? He said, be blessed and prosper. Come on, to have dominion. How many are ready to take dominion, right? Rule and reign here on this earth, to be fruitful, how many are ready to be fruitful in everything that you set your hand to? Everything you set your hand to prospers. That you are fruitful in business. That you are fruitful in relationships. Come on. That you are fruitful in that seed being sown. That you are fruitful in ministry. That you are fruitful wherever you go. You are fruitful. It is God's will for all men to be saved. Nobody is predestined to hell. Nobody's predestined to fail. Nobody's predestined to be a loser. Nobody's predestined, right? No, that is not God's will. Nobody is predestined to be sick. Nobody's predestined for any of that trash. No, it is God's will for all men to be saved, sozo, restored, all-inclusive, right? And to be conformed to the image of Christ. 
when we look at the world today, when you're looking around, it's hard to see the glimpse of the image of God anywhere, right? We should be that glimpse. We should be, right? The church, we should be, but it's hard to see any glimpse of God's image, of his love, of his light, of his power, of his glory, of his grace, come on, of his faith, because, you want to know why? Because we got a free will. That's why. Do you know the most empowering thing is to realize that you have a free will? And then you're like, whoa, whoa. We have a free will. We choose God's will be done in my life or my will be done in my life, right? We want to choose who we want to date. We want to choose who we want to marry. We want to choose how we want to do things. And we say, God bless it. What? What happened to being conformed to the image of Christ? There's a difference, right? But we have this attitude like, God bless this. He's like, I gave you my word. I gave you my power. I gave you my faith. I gave you Jesus. I gave you the mind of Christ. Renew yourself, right? We have this attitude with God. Bless this. Bless this business. Are you seeking first the kingdom of God? Woo-wee. Okay, you know what? I'm just saying, as much as the word's coming for you, it's coming for me. It's coming for all of us, right? God's will are my will. You are sovereign over your choices. What? No, God is sovereign, and he gave you the power. You are sovereign over your choices. You have been given supreme power over your choices, over your choices. Your parents can't make your choices. We all know this, right? Your pastor can't make your choices. Your spouse can't make your choices. You are sovereign over your choices, over God. God can't make you. God is love. God's love gave us free will to choose him or to deny him, to choose his will or to deny his will, to choose his word or to choose our truth. And we got to choose his will, his word, his plan, right? We got to choose heaven. You know, we've been given the power to choose heaven or we can choose hell. We can freely choose to go hell. Hell was not created for mankind. Hell was not created for mankind at all. Hell was created for the devil and the fallen angels. We choose to go there by rejecting God. We choose to go to hell by rejecting God. And let me tell you, some of us can choose to live hell by rejecting his will. Like, man, why are we going through all these struggles? You know, like, why, why is all this happening to me? God, what is wrong? And he's like, be conformed. Be conformed to the image of Christ, right? We can choose to deny his love. We can choose to deny his word. You know, you get a promise, you hear the promise, and then you like, it doesn't work. Yes, it does. His word is the only thing that will never fail us. And that's what we got to stand on, right? He, God's will is that all men be saved. But we know people who still choose to deny God. It's hard, huh? It hurts when you think about it like that, especially the older you get. Man, I've lived life so long that, like, I've seen young, I've buried young, old, not that old. And you're like, Phew. life is here and gone. Like, it's, it's but a breath. It's but like, Phew. you know, you spray a perfume. You spray a little hairspray. Phew. That's life here on this earth. It is so precious. And it's hard. And when you're like, choose God, come on, Hello. 
but they have a free will. They got to choose for themselves, just like we've got to choose, right? You can choose to deny his plan, and you can choose to deny his purpose. Paul said in 1 Timothy 2.3, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This part right here will transform your life. This part is our part. What is our part? To come to know the truth. We need to come to know. We need to come to know. Come to know. Not come to feel. It doesn't say that we feel the truth. Oh, I don't always feel it. And sometimes my mouth will say it and I'm like, shut up, Sasha. Shut up. Right? Don't always talk what you feel. Because I don't always feel the truth. I don't always see the truth. I'm not always experiencing the truth. But let me tell you, I know that I know that I know. God's word is the truth. God's word will stand. And that's where we have to keep our focus. Come to know with divine discernment the truth. You got the Holy Spirit. Come on. Come to know. Never let anyone lie to you and tell you God sends people to hell. God chooses some, and people would tell me because I was so hungry for God's will in my life at such a young age. Oh, well, you're just special. Like God gave you that for that. God gave you that. No, I chose it. I choose him every day that I wake up. I'm choosing his will. I'm choosing his plan and his purpose, right? God, God chose me and I chose him back, <laughs> right? He's, God's not sending people to hell. God's not giving sickness or disease to anybody. God's not causing death or destruction. That's a lie. That's a lie. Come to know the truth of God's word. Come to know the truth. God never created hell for mankind. Can we just settle that, right? Settle that in our knower. Settle that in your knowing. God did not create hell for mankind. God predestined us to be conformed into the image of his son. God predestined us to, for adoption into his family. You're predestined to be adopted into the family of God. You're predestined, come on, to be conformed into the image of his son. God's got a plan and he's got a purpose for our lives, but we're, we're distracted and we're focused on the wrong thing. We need to be focused on the word and be conformed into the image of his son. Paul said in Ephesians 1.5, God predestined and lovingly planned for us to be adopted. Come on, anybody got trust issues? You got rejection issues? You've been abandoned? God has a plan. He's got a purpose to adopt you into his family. Doesn't matter where you come from. Doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were left on. God has a plan and he has a purpose for you to be adopted into his family. And as his own children through Jesus Christ. God had a plan from the beginning to restore us back to the image, right? He did not, his, his will was not for Adam and to, to sin and eat of that apple or eat of that papaya or eat of whatever that was. That was not God's will. But let me tell you, he prepared Jesus for us so that we could be adopted into his family in accordance with the kind intention and good pleasure of his will. 
It is his will that you become a part of his family. It is his will that you are conformed to the image of his son, right? God created us in his own image to rule and reign on this earth. In this small segment of time, he created us in his image to rule and reign. We know God's will by coming to know his word. This is why it's so important that we know his word. Like, read the word, guys. It's really exciting. And let me tell you, you want the best novella of your life, or novella, or however you call that. What is it called in, in, in English? So, soap opera. You want the best soap opera? You want the best tea that you ever had? It's better than Grey's Anatomy, better than, you know, Vander, whatever is going on right now. I don't even know the name of that show, but whatever's popping, it's better than that. Get into Genesis. Read Genesis. Put the Bible app on. Get Genesis going. You got your own novella. What in the world? This would be crazy. You're trying to go to bed, and all of a sudden you're following the story, and like, who sold who? said what sisters did what and you, then you're all offended for their sake like Psh, try me get in the word guys come on it's exciting right it's so exciting there's so many examples in there for us to know what not to do fellas what not to do <laughs> anyways right Get in the word. God created us in his image to rule and to reign. We know his will by coming to know his word. And do not be conformed to this world any longer. It's so easy to be conformed to this world, to just go with the flow. It's really hard to go in the opposite direction, but it's worth it, right? It's worth it. Renewing our mind to the word of God, fixing our attention on the word of God, immersing ourselves in our new creation reality. Dive in, immerse yourself in the word, in your new creation reality, arming ourselves with the mind of Christ, right? Arm yourself with the mind of Christ. Equip yourself with the perfect will of God. See yourself through the blood of Jesus in Christ. See yourself through the blood of Jesus. And that's how recovery from failure is easy. When you remind yourself of who you truly are. I am not this mistake. I am a new creation. I am not this failure. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer in Christ Jesus, through the blood of Jesus. Not by me, not by my works, not because I'm cute. No, by the blood of Jesus, right? By the blood of Jesus. See yourself through the blood of Jesus. God gave us his word so that we can renew our mind and we could see ourselves in the sun. We could see ourselves, be equipped with the perfect will of God. This is how we equip ourselves, by renewing our mind. We get to know the will of God and we will also be equipped with the perfect peace of God. This walk is not a struggle, you know? It's not, the struggle is real, you ain't doing it right, <laughs> right? We've been equipped with peace. We talked about peace last week and that God keeps us in perfect peace. Those who keep their, their attention, their focus, their imagination on him. Imagine yourself fulfilling the will of God. Keep your thoughts stayed upon the word. Keep your thoughts stayed upon the Lord. The word tells us in John 14, 27, that Jesus himself left us his peace. Okay, you've been left the peace of God. Jesus said, peace I leave with you. 
You better pick that piece up. You better go collect that piece. He left it for us. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let. Do not allow. Do not permit your heart to be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Come on. No more fear here. I'm receiving that perfect peace that Jesus left me. Right? Let, allow, permit my perfect peace to calm you in every circumstance, to give you courage and strength for every challenge. Anybody needing some courage? You need some strength, right? We got to receive that peace that Jesus left us. Anyone allow your heart to be troubled? Been there, done that, it sucks, right? When you allow, we, we forget we're sovereign for our choices. We're sovereign over our hearts. We're allowing it or we're receiving what Jesus did. We're making that divine exchange, right? Anybody allow your heart to be troubled, strangled, and entangled with worry? You can't do anything about the situation. Worry's weighing you down. Look to the word. Fix your attention on Jesus. You've been strangled, literally. It feels like you're strangled and entangled with fear, with anxiety, with negativity, with comparison, with pride, with pain, right? With debt, with sin, with sickness, with a broken heart. There we are being weighed down. Jesus says, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. Receive my perfect peace. And here's our invitation for that divine transformation. We come to know the word, and we got to know that we know that we know Jesus left me his peace. I'm going to walk in that peace. I'm going to receive that peace as many times as I need to. I'm going to make that exchange. I'm going to make that divine transaction, right? That divine transaction. You have been given a check. We talked about this last week. You've been given a check. This check has your name on it. Sasha Lucero, you know what? It's signed in the blood of Jesus. Signed, sealed, delivered. I've been set free, right? Signed in the blood of Jesus in the amount of peace, in the amount of salvation, sozo, all-inclusive, total redemption, in the amount of the image of Christ. It's divine. Make that exchange, right? Cash the check. Cash the check. Make that divine transaction. Imagine we get all the way to heaven, face to face with the Father. Why did you let me go through that? He's like, why didn't you cash the check? <laughs> cash the check. Make the exchange, right? By renewing. You know how we cash the check? We renew our mind. We renew our mind to the word of God. We have to know that these precious promises are available to us so that we can stand on them. So we can stand on them with security. We can stand on them, renewing our mind to our new creation reality. And this is how we make that divine exchange, changing our reality. 
We can be going through stuff, but our reality is focused on the spirit. Our reality is focused on our new creation. Our reality is focused on that we are overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, right? Our reality is that we are living in the reality of the the word of God framing our worlds. The the word of God framing our future, right? The word of God going forth, being transformed into the image of Christ. We can't wait to the end of this life, get face to face with the Father and imagine like, gosh, I had to go through so much. (laughs) He's like, no, you didn't. You didn't have to go through so much. You didn't have to go. He gave us Jesus. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us his peace. He gave us his love. Come on. He gave us his faith. And it is our job to mix that faith with our new creation. We got to mix. He already gave us the measure of faith. He gave us his faith. We just need to put it in the blender with peace and healing and prosperity. Come on. Mix it up. Whatever you got to do. I don't know why the mixer, whatever. How many already be a faith mixer? Come on, let's DJ, whatever we got to do. We need to mix our faith with these promises, right? He gave us his power. He gave us his mind. He gave us his word. So we don't need to be conformed to this world any longer. We need to be transformed. We need to be molded. We need to be shaped into the image of Christ, being transformed by the renewing of our mind to the image of Christ. The world is just wanting to conform us to what's acceptable, degrade us, put us down, and then laugh at us when we fail. Yalosa. <laughs> well, I followed all your steps of the self-help. Help yourself in the word. Come on, get a double portion, triple portion. You can get five scoops, 10 scoops, 11 scoops of the word. (laughs) Like, let's go dive in. We got to be transformed by renewing our mind to the image of Christ, being conformed to the image of Christ, being molded and shaped into the image of Christ, being molded and shaped into our new creation, being molded and shaped into more than a conqueror. It's not just a personality type. It's not just because we're up here. All of us can be molded and shaped to more than a conqueror, be molded and shaped into your divine healing. Come on, be molded and shaped and be made whole. Because in Christ, you already have the victory. In Christ, you're above only and not beneath. You're above only. Be molded and shaped to be above only and not beneath, right? In Christ, you're an heir of eternal life. In Christ, you're an overcomer. In Christ, you are delivered from the power of darkness. In Christ, you are the light of the world. In Christ, come on, be molded and shaped into the image of Christ. And then arm yourself with the same purpose as Christ, the same mind as Christ, the same surrender of your will as Christ, right? Be strengthened and powered. We have all that we will ever need in the spirit. We just got to renew our mind. 
We gotta be equipped with the perfect will of God by equipping yourself with the word of God, right? God's will is for every one of us to be conformed into the image of Christ, be molded, shaped to the image of Christ. Paul said in Romans 8, 28, are y'all ready for this? And we know, comes back to know. Do you know? Does it say, and we feel that all things work together and we experience that all things work together. No, we know that we know in our knower that all things work together for good to those who love God. Do you know that even the, even the world can quote this? All things work together for good, but they only know that part. No, let me tell you, all things don't work together for good. All things work together for good to those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. Come on, we know, we know that we love God. We know that we're called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of the son. He has predestined you to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called, whom he called, these he also justified, whom he justified, these he also glorified. Come on, it all comes back to, and we know. So come to know, come to know the knowledge of the truth. It's not we feel, it's not we see, no, we know. No matter what, there's working out together for my good, right? Come to know with divine discernment. What do you know? And that's the testing of our faith. Not, we, we don't take it personal. Like the enemy, the devil's just like, what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? You're like, well, I'm not sure. You got a sickness? Well, maybe. No, you better know that you know God is the healer. You better know that you know that God is your provider, right? We better know that we know. What do you know? Don't be willfully ignorant any longer of God's word. Know that you know. Make that divine exchange. Cash the check or, you know, swipe that card. You got more than enough funds, not insufficient. You're like, you're at the doctor swiping. I need healing declined. What do you know? Swipe it again. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. That's what I know, baby. Come on. You better know that you know. You're approved. You're approved. Come on in, right? You got to know that you know. God works all things together for our good to those who love him, to those who are called according to his purpose. Who loves God? Those who obey his word. Those who obey his word, Jesus said in John 14, 23, Jesus answered, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word, obey my teachings, and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home abode, special dwelling place with him. God is working all things together for our good to those who love him. We hear and obey right? We're the doers. We're the movers. We're the shakers. We hear and obey. We're not offended by the word. We apply in the word in every area of our life, right? That's us. Sometimes bad things work together so good that we think it was from God. Anybody been there? Like, man, this worked together so good, like a really bad thing. And you're like, it makes you think, well, God was just teaching me something. God brought me to that dark place so that I would serve him. That's a lie. 
No, that's not true. That is not true. God's working all things together for our good. We don't blame him for the destruction. We give him glory for bringing us out, working it together for our good, right? If it's not good, it's not from God. How easy is that? All things in life are not good. I wish they were. They're not, right? All things in life are not God. You know, like every, you know, oh, I fell down. I fell down. People fall. Oh, glad that's done. God did not predestine for you to fall and break your leg. God did not predestine for you to get that divorce and be all heartbroken. God did not predestine for you to go bankrupt. God did not predestine for that to fail. Do you see what I'm saying? But sometimes we're like, oh, God, no. Life. We're living in a fallen world. Life is not always good, but God is, right? All things in life are not always God because you want to know why? Again, you have a free will. You're sovereign over your choices, right? It's because you didn't look down. On Christmas, I had to come down off of these stairs. I could not see. It was pitch black. You know what your girl did? I waited until somebody would come because I could not see. What was I supposed to do? I, if I would have tried, spirit lead me where my faith is without borders. Bam, gravity would have said, gravity working against me. I waited. I think Mr. Tim came. I literally just waited there because I couldn't see, right? It was the Lord's will. No, it wasn't. Open your eyes. Get a flashlight. Wait. Do you see what I'm saying? You have a free will. This is why our choices matter. Our choices affect our destiny. Our choices are seeds sown. We have to choose to hear and obey God's word. Hear and obey God's way. Being fully persuaded that no matter what happens in this life, I'm running to God. I'm running to God. No matter good, bad, and ugly, I'm running to God. I'm running to his word. I'm running to his arms. I am running, running. Come on. No matter what happens in this life, I'm running to his house. No matter what happens, I am running to his house, to his will, to his promises over our, my life. Come on, over your life. You running? Come on, you running with me? No matter what happens in this life, I will not blame God. I'm not going to play religious games, right? No. We got to make these decisions. We got to make these choices. I'm not going to play the victim. We all got hard things going on. You could be a victim or you can see yourself as the new creation and be victorious in Christ Jesus. Our choices matter. You have to choose to be relentless. This is the word of the Lord for this year. We got to choose to press in, right? No matter what. Who's ready to be relentless and press in? Press into God's word. Press into his kingdom. Press into putting him first, right? Relentlessly, no matter what, draw the line. Relentlessly putting God first in our everyday life, not just when we're failing. Not, when, not just when life is falling apart. Then it's easy to put God's first, God first because it's all you got. 
How about in the highs, in the good times, putting him first, being relentless, putting him first, not being conformed to this world any longer, phoning it in, playing religious games. No, we're going to be transformed into the image of Christ and fulfilling his plan and his purpose. If Jesus Christ came on this earth and he surrendered his will to the Father, so can we. In Christ, so can we. He's empowered us with the Holy Spirit. He left us with his peace. He left us with his faith. He left us with everything that we could ever need. We just got to renew our mind and we need to have a new reality, our new creation reality. And the more you start to see yourself in Christ, the more you see others in Christ. And that's how we're going to change the world, right? It starts with us working on us right? Starts with us working in our homes, working in our family units, creating unity, believing the best about each other, right? It starts with us, and then we're going to set a fire, right? But first, what do you got to do? Fan the flame. You can't set a fire if your flame is wet and dry. It's nothing. (laughs) Ash. (laughs) No, it's time to rise up, right? How many are ready to set this world on fire for Jesus, right? His plan, his purpose in every area of our life. Amen? Amen, amen. I believe it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's set this world on fire for Jesus. Love you guys. See you guys all on Sunday. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.